Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to Wednesday's uh, podcast. It is Sheila and Tom here again from the VP Podcast Studio. Um, Today is Wednesday, and um, we have to get our Dr. Seuss questions out of the way first before we dive into some of the other more important things. So you are sitting at four out of six so okay. far, so here are three more. All right. Um, Sam I Am. Okay. Okay, so what does Sam I Am want to serve? Oh, green, egg, green eggs and green, ham. Yeah, so ding, okay. ding, ding. So there's number five. All right. You got five points. Okay. Oh, and again, I think I forgot to say, um, since... Sheila's last name is Doctor. We are asking her questions this week about another famous doctor, Dr. Seuss. You keep calling. Yeah, I am not famous. Well, Just let's put that out there. I'm sure you are. Okay. All right. Number eight. Um, what species of tree is featured in the Lorax? And this is what they're cutting down to make all those needs. Okay. Remember the, what the, the type of tree is called. Do I have multiple choice? I could I don't have multiple choice here on this one. I could make it up, but then I think you'd probably tell which one. Oh, are they Lorax, Lorax trees? No, Lorax is the name of this little creature. Oh. Okay, who um, shows up at the beginning and the end. Yeah, I am not going to get this. Okay. What's the first letter? I can tell you it's a TR. Yeah, I'm still not going okay, to get this. Okay, a truffula tree. Oh, yeah, that I wouldn't have got that. Okay, a truffula tree. Okay, maybe that one should have been a multiple choice. Okay. For sure. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and now I'm worried about this one, too. Okay. Right. But number nine, which is question number three for today. What actor, okay, because um, the How the Grinch Stole Christmas was made into a movie. Okay. Okay, like a live action movie. Okay. Do you remember what actor played the Grinch? This is back way back in 2000. Oh, my goodness. Um, okay. Okay. Um, let's he's see. He's a comedian, of course. Right. Um, um, I'm trying to think of what other movies he was in. Let's see. Okay. What are his initials? Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, JC. Jim Carrey. Yes. Jim Carrey. Right. Ding, ding, ding. We'll give you that for point number six. All right. I think that deserves a point. I think it does. Okay. Just, I, mean, I don't think I would have gotten that. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I, I'll, yeah, I'll give that to you. Thanks. Okay. Jason. Well, I feel like I Jim earned Carrey. it, though. Just saying. Yeah, I do. Okay. All right. You, you have earned okay. it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to pull that out of your hat, that's pretty good. Okay. So on Wednesdays on the podcast, we kind of like to talk about Christian community. And uh, years ago, you and Todd, right, and your family mm -hmm. decided to, hey, we're gonna we're gonna choose Victory Point mm -hmm. as kind of our, our place of Christian community, right? Yeah. During during uh, of course on Sundays and, and during the week. Um, so uh, right before we push record here, um, she was talking a little bit about why. Oh, you yeah. know, after after they came to Victory yeah. Point, what what made them stay? Oh, I remember way back we talked about, um, you know, we take God so seriously here, but not so much ourselves so seriously, mm. and that always stuck with me. Um, I feel like this church highly focuses on loving God and loving people, and um, I'm grateful for the teaching staff. I'm grateful for the way that our teaching staff shows love to the members of the congregation. I feel like it's just a real um, welcoming place to land on a Sunday morning. Um, 
we talk about gathering and then scattering. All of all of those big ideas really fit right in line with how I view the kingdom of God. Mm. Let's gather, let's be recharged together, and then let's go out on mission. And to me, um, I feel like that's what it's about. Mm-hmm. So this place is just, it is honestly such a beautiful place to be. I love the people at Victory Point. I do. Yeah. We serve on the fit team, which means like the first impression team. And it's fun for me to stand at the door and welcome people in, um, you know, every once in a while. It's neat to see faces of people just happy to be here. Mm -hmm. So come. Yes, for sure. Lori and I, uh, the reason, you know, we we came to Victory Point just to try it out and we stayed for exactly the same reasons. Okay. It's like if if we use the fraction thirds, okay, we we do three thirds here. We try really hard to do the three thirds and I'm referring to the up, the in and the out. Mm -hmm. No, there are churches that just focus on the up and the in, right? right? Hey, let's come together to worship. Let's, you know, serve our, uh, let's, let's, yeah, let's worship our Lord. Uh, Let's take care of each other and, and just enjoy being with each other. But Mm -hmm. then that third part, you know, the out part sometimes gets neglected. But I think we at Victory Point here are trying really hard, right, to do all three of those thirds. Yeah. Right? Let's worship and let's worship well. Right. You know, let's take care of each other well. Let's have fun together well, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, let's encourage each other to live like Jesus well. Okay. But then that third part, you know, let's go out and make disciples. Right. It's hard. Okay. But that's what we're being encouraged to do here. Mm-hmm. Right. And Lori and I are feeling like we're growing in that area because of Victory Point. And this yeah, kind of I sounds like that. the same story. Totally. With you and Todd, right? Absolutely. Because the church isn't necessarily this. Well, the church isn't this building. The church is a people. Right. So it's exciting. This, I feel like we understand that. And I'm sure there's so many churches out there that understand that too. I think collectively, we just have to keep pushing each other, no matter what church we belong to, to being a people who loves God up and in and out. Right. And spur each other on. Amen. Yes, yes, yes. Amen. All right. Well, thank you for sharing that. All right. Today, we are diving into uh, the next chapter in the book of Matthew, Matthew 26, and I will be reading verses 1 through 13. And in my Bible here, um, the two headings are the plot against Jesus, and then the second part will be Jesus being anointed at Bethany. So here we go, starting with verse 1. When Jesus had finished saying all these things, he said to his disciples, As you know, the Passover is two days away, and the Son of Man will be handed over to be crucified. And then the chief priests and the elders of the people assembled in the palace of the high priest, whose name was Caiaphas, and they schemed to arrest Jesus secretly and kill him. But not during the festival, they said, or there may be a riot among the people. That always makes me sad when I read that word schemed. So moving into verse six here. While Jesus was in Bethany in the home of Simon the leper, the woman came, or a woman came to him with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume, which he poured out on his head as he was reclining at the table. When the disciples saw this, they were indignant. Why this waste, they asked. This perfume could have been sold at a high price and the money given to the poor. Aware of this, Jesus said to them, Why are you bothering this woman? She has done a beautiful thing to me. The poor you will always have with you but you will not always have me. When she poured this perfume on my body, she did it to prepare me for burial. Truly, I tell you, wherever this gospel is preached throughout the world, what she has done will also be told in memory of 
her. Right, Sheila, what did, uh, what kind of stood out to you as you kind of prepared and read through these uh, 13 verses? Um, you know, I think right off the bat, it talked about, the, the Word of God talked about, as you know, the Passover was only two days away when this story takes place. And it just got me thinking about the Passover. I mean, this Passover had been happening for years and years and years and years. And everyone was gathering in Jerusalem to celebrate it. I mean, the same Passover that had happened in Egypt when they put the blood of the lamb on the door frame of the houses. And now here, Jesus is going to die at Passover. Um, and he is the final lamb that was going to be slain. I mean, I think it's the word of God to me is so detailed and intricate that God, I mean, it's not a coincidence that Jesus is going to be dying, um, kind of fulfilling what was happening that, you know, that when, when the Israelites would put the blood on the door frame of their house, they were saved. The angel of death passed over, um, sin had been paid for, or they were rescued. And that's the same when Jesus dies on the cross at this Passover. And, um, it was just so beautiful to me how Jesus is such a good teacher, how he knew these two events were going to come together in such a unique, fulfilling way. And I just didn't want to miss that because Jesus is the final lamb. And he's telling his disciples that he's about, you know, it says, as you know, the Passover is two days away and I'm going to be crucified. And all of a sudden it just kind of goes on to the rest of the story. But I so wanted to know, how did the disciples react? Like, what did they say? <laughs> what were they thinking? Like, and then all of a sudden, like, he gets that in their mind. And here's this woman pouring beautiful perfume and honoring him in a way that would honor his body for burial. Right. So it's all connected. Um, I'm just, the word of God is so rich when you sit in it and think about it and wonder and ask questions. Um, so I think I was inspired this week just to do that very thing. I love how you said it was, it's kind of a beautiful picture or beautiful symbol. I forget how you worded that, but I know you used the word beautiful. Okay. Um, the fact that, yeah, it, during Passover on that feast day, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Weren't they encouraged to 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 choose uh, like a, an unblemished lamb, mm -hmm. right? right? Right, one that had no defect, right? And and they they would have to you know kill it, and they they would cook it, and they would mm -hmm. eat that, right? On on that feast day of the Passover, and that beautiful symbolism of Jesus, right, being right. that final unblemished right. sacrificial lamb. You know, he 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 was sinless. Mm -hmm. You know. And, and just like that Passover lamb's blood was sort of like the signal that, oh, we, I can pass over this family and pass mm -hmm. over this household. You know, uh, the blood of Jesus, you know, our Savior is the symbol to um, the devil. Oh, you, know, you could pass over them. They belong to me. You know, yes. they're my sons. They're my daughters. And just that, that beautiful symbolism. Yes. And how our rescue comes from the blood of the lamb. Yes. We have salvation because of what Jesus did on the cross. Like he paid the price for our sin. Right. Um, I, I'm eternally grateful. Of course. I as well.
Let's talk, let's talk more about that woman because you mentioned her a little bit there, right? Um, right. I mean, so she pours this expensive perfume, right? And according to the disciples here, and I think in one of the other gospels, I think Judas was the one who was saying, ah, oh, this perfume could have been sold at a high price. Okay. Um, but so, so this expensive perfume is, is poured out on his head um, as an act of love. Right. Right. As an act of like, whoa, you are my Lord, you are my Savior. And she goes very extravagantly to show him mm-hmm. her love. Right. Yeah. Isn't that neat? It is so neat. I would hope that I would have done the same thing. Right. But I don't, I don't know. I mean, I just hope I would have. Right. It's honestly beautiful what she did. And look at, we're still talking about it. I think that's what's so neat because it says that this will be in memory of her and people will talk about it. And it's true. Right. We are. I think God calls us to do stuff. Um, you know, like, which is, he's such a good teacher in that because if you think about it, like put the blood on the door, like they did that for years and years and years. And then all of a sudden, all of that doing reminded them of a spiritual reality. Like, mm-hmm. oh, now I'm going to make the connection that it's my blood that saves. And then she poured out that that perfume and like prepared his body for burial. She did stuff. Next week in the podcast, you're going to talk about the Lord's Supper and how God says like, take the bread and take the wine, do this. And remember, like there's all these actions connected to spiritual realities. Mm-hmm. And I that's not by accident because it's in the doing that we remember. Um, so I think Jesus, when people back in Egypt must have thought this is dumb, that year after year we have to put blood on the doorframe to remember, but really it's not dumb. And years and years and years we're taking communion because Jesus says, do this and it's not dumb because we remember then right he's seriously the best teacher right it's cool to me yes it's cool to me that that in the doing we remember right and and again this woman she did something yeah right she poured out and that kind of made me think as i was kind of um reflecting on this well what is it that i do <laughs> okay what 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 do i pour you know maybe not literally okay uh, to show my love for christ that's so, so what is it, you know, and um, and I think each of us as followers of Christ, you know, you, Sheila, myself and, and our listeners, we I think we have to ask ourselves, what do we do to show our extravagant love? You know, a lot of times I think that happens for me during worship time. OK, and, I, you know, I might raise my hands or I might do something during my, that worship time. That's that somebody else might think, well, that's a waste, you know, why is it, you know, but, but I think each of us personally have to decide what is it that we do to show that love. Yeah. You know, others might think it's a waste or stupid, like the disciples did that. Well, that was stupid, you know, but I think we each have to decide what is it that we do personally, you know? Right. And then in the end, whatever is done in faith that you choose mm-hmm. And it's done in love. Right. I feel like it will be received the same way Jesus received this woman's gift. And I think he'll say, hey, this is beautiful. And it was even spiritually like appointed for her, I think. Right. You know, God could have put that idea in her mind, but she still had to obey to do it. And since she did obey to do it, look at the fallout of it. We're still talking about it. Right, right. It was not a waste. No, it wasn't a waste. It was not a waste. And I think whenever we give Jesus our best and we give him our all, it is never a waste. 
Yeah. It's never a waste. I feel like we had two really special points in this podcast for people to think about. So so how would you summarize that in, in, in at the end of our podcast here today? What would, would those two things be? Well, I think Jesus is a good teacher. Mm-hmm. He knows what he's doing. His methods work. And I think, um, I think the second thing is, you know what, even if people think what you're doing for God is maybe crazy, if you have that prompt and you feel like it's your way to show love to him, and it's in line, of course, with the word of God and scriptures, and it's um, God would never tell you to do something that isn't in line with the word of God and scripture. But if it's in line with who God is, do it. Have mm-hmm. courage. Go. go. Doesn't matter what people think. You can live for the um, the approval of men, but then you'll probably die from their rejection. Mm-hmm. So go with go with finding God's approval. Yes. May you listeners may you live for Him extravagantly today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you back here tomorrow. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.